Shut up and sit down. Podcast about rugby. Uh, I'm your host Adam, coming to you from Johannesburg, and today, as always, I am joined, starting with, by Matt and George. How are you, Matt? Uh, not too bad. Uh, I, I, I thought you were going to say something original for once, but you never no. do. You never do. No. Classic Matt. Classic Matt, and that's Alex. Reliable, reliable, mm. reliable. Uh, Alex, are you reliable? <laughs> from Cape, is Cape Town reliable? Um, I've been called a lot of things. I don't think reliable is one of them. Um, but Cape Town is reliably unreliable. I just looked out my window and there's a huge cloud blowing over the mountains. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit cloudy here too, uh, up north, and then coming from Mauritius, uh, across the sea, across the Mozambican ditch? I, I don't even know what it's across from. It's, it's Ben. He's in Mauritius. <laughs> Hello, Adam. <laughs> I don't know what sea has been between Mauritius. It's just Indian Ocean. Is this is the Indian Ocean, yeah. Uh, I guess you would go through the... What's the channel? The the Belonguila? The Belonguila? Be- it's like great Greenland. Greenland. Mauritius. So I'm Googling it. Okay. Yeah, well, it's on... It's next to Madagascar. Oh, it's the Madagascan ditch. Okay, I wasn't completely wrong. Is it Benguela? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the other side. It's the other... Well, basically, it's the one that goes past... Durban. Mauritius is closer to Durban than Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it's... just remember the Benguela and the Algalis, but I don't know which one's which. Oh, Algalis is the cold one because Cape Algalis is there by Cape Town. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure if it's. Te- I can't argue. Sure I can't argue exactly with the situation. <laughs> that is logical, but you never know. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm googling. I'll be back in ten. We'll we'll sort this out. <laughs> go, right. go, go rubbish through. Find your great ten geography book, man. <laughs> Right. It's a great 10. Really, I did that shit in primary school, I'm sure. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, fuck, mate. Oh, sorry, sorry that we don't all have George's amazing... Like, yeah, amazing education, education system. system, yeah. Model we, C for life, guys. We, Model C for life. We all have a lot to get through today. Thanks, thanks, guys. I'm, I should never talk about Mauritius ever again. Yokes go on unpredictable tangents. Really. I, I How about you just use your Irish accent? How about you shut up? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really, I really don't think Mauritius is a particular tr- trigger for tangents. Like anything can set us off, really. I yeah, I just, I'm just, you know, I thought I don't fucking believe it, guys. I got some good feedback over my Irish accent. First of all, it's a, it was multicultural, welcoming diversity to the podcast, and uh, you know, I don't think it was that bad. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm actually upset with you guys for how did you shame me? Host shaming. Um, I called it. I called it a hate crime. Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, which, which in fact kind of diminishes other hate crimes. So maybe Ben's the real monster. I'm, speaking I'm of, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of diminishing terms, Adam hit it. Peace okay. Sure. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> right. We we got a lot to get through today. As I already said, we're starting off with a bit of news. Uh, then we have some pod news. Uh, very exciting, I'd say. It's a lead highlight. And then we're getting into. The weekend's games. I would say just a big shout out to everybody who supports Fiji and rugby. Congratulations to Fiji for beating France. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. And I liked how the commentator was going Delhi uh, for the Fijians deciding to kick a penalty and saying, "What happens if it comes off the post? France can then go on and score." <laughs> but still, congratulations to Fiji. We're going to talk a bit about that game and also what Pastor Roa calls um, his own team, 
uh, hint, hint, it rhymes with his name, or close to it. Uh, along with, obviously, talk, talking about South Africa's loss to Wales, uh, those arsehole Welsh, um, or other less generous terms that were used in our WhatsApp group yesterday. Along with mm-hmm. um, England, uh, using Andy, Fa- Andy, Fa- Andy Farrell, uh, Farrell's shoulder to screw Australia, and a whole bunch of the other results taking place, and also along with Ireland beating the USA and New Zealand pumping Italy. But first, getting started with the news, uh, something that Bulls fans, of which I'm not one, might be very excited about. This is from SA Rugby Mag. Springbok fullback Valida Rue is set to hold talks about his future with English club Wasps, according to a report newspaper. Rue will sit down with Wasps coach Da Young to decide his future. His contract expires at the end of the season. Uh, obviously, Larue's played a bit quite a lot for the Springboks, and every time he does play for the box during the window, Wasps do take a part of his salary. Reportedly, the Bulls, who've already signed number 8, Dwayne Vermeulen, uh, for the box, are interested in Larue. Uh, the new Bulls coach expected to be either Victor Maffel or Leon Davids. Uh, spoiler alert, it'll probably be David. Will be assisted by box coach Rossi Rasmus during the 2019 Super Rugby season. Guys, I don't think they really need him, the Bulls. They got... Uh, yeah, they, honestly, they like... Yeah. To be honest, they're the one team that doesn't need... Really? No. Like, uh, like that, yeah, that's I the position that's... they best at. Like, I would say that's that's correct. Like, the I would say the only other team that's looking good at fullback at the moment is the Sharks with Kerr and Bosch, I guess. Yeah. But like, Stormers really could use some experience in their backline, and I would say the, the Lions, Lions could, could, yeah, could yeah. really need a replacement for Kutsia. Kutsia. Yeah. Well, Kutsia is uh, like. Uh, Talented to move to scrum half as well, so yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, we will see if Rue ends up in Pretoria. Something else that's super rugby related, this also comes from Mr. Rabbi Mago, take it from a report. The four South African Super Can I get sorry, just back to Vili. Why why do you think he's looking to move back to the Bulls and not just another European club? Or even the cheetahs, seeing as you know, go home and play in Europe. But do we actually Yo. know that he's looking to move to the Bulls? Or no, it's just a report. Just... Is it the Bulls are interested in Vili's going to sit and chat with... Oh, well, I'm sure, the they're, I'm sure they're, I mean... fucking, they're also interested in Brody Retallick, but it's not fucking going to... Yeah. This, is like when they, this is like when they're saying, no, they're looking to sign Jean-Luc Dupria. It's like, fuck off, you're not going to sign Isn't Jean-Luc... it... I saw somewhere about that, the Twins are going to sail. Yeah, and they are, short-term. That was a short-term thing. No, one was, just, oh. one was to sail, wasn't the other one... To... I want to say Exeter or Gloucester, but okay. it was a, that was a short-term thing. Okay, well, moving on, the four South African Super Rugby teams will play local derbies in kits based on Marvel superheroes next year, according to a report wait, newspaper. Wait. The move is part of an agreement between Marvel, the local franchises, and broadcasters Supersport create more interest in the tournament. I don't know if this is the way to do it. The franchises will base a third change kit on one of the Marvel properties, which will play it, which will play in for local derbies. As an example, the Sharks, who traditionally play in black, will base their third kit on Black Panther. Uh, that basically as an example. Ooh, the, that's the, heat. The third kit, it, will, it, will, it probably would be. The third kit announcements will be made at a later stage than the regular home and away kit announcements. But surely, if Black Panther has to go to anybody, it has to go to the Lions, because that's uh, a PUS celebration. When he scores a try. I mean, I could, might I it not be cheaper for Deontay just to go to the Sharks? Yeah. Uh, I'm also just thinking, no. here's a fuck up. Here's a fuck up. Fuck up. Who gets, who gets Thor? Because we've got the Stormers. We were thematically tied. It's got to be. Bulls, and the Bulls actually have Thor. No, no, no. It's got to be Stormers, surely. Yeah, no, thematically it makes sense to be Stormers. But, I mean, you've literally got a guy that everyone calls Thor playing for yeah, one of the teams. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
That's not enough. I mean, we've just seen how T'Challa at the Lions has an effect with that decision. But no, but, uh, so, okay, so the Lions will presumably be, be Iron Man or yes. potentially Spider-Man. I think Ooh. Iron Man most probably. Uh, uh, Iron Man would be, would be more boss, if you ask me. I, I think okay. Spider-Man would... Hello? 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 Why don't I I don't he's got quite a lot of blue on his sort of thing, huh? Mm. Okay, so, yeah. okay yeah. Then, so then the Bulls... Blue's a tough one. Uh, cap. Captain, Captain America. America. Okay. It's the same. Yo, that's what I was saying. Captain America, but oh, the Stormers, because yeah. the Stormers and the the Bulls are both in. But surely the Stormers are, are Thor. Come on, like, Stormers can do Thor because they've got that. Yeah, well, they got the lightning and. Otherwise, but, but Thor, like, what, otherwise what, what's no Thor's, Thor's this. But what's Thor's like outfit? It's just those fine little dust on it. Or if you look at his old comic outfit, it's that sort of dark black blue sort of chest piece with a bit of a light blue six light yeah. blue circles and a big red K. So I mean I that hope, can easily be this. that could easily I th- be I think uh, I'm very sad the cape has fallen out of fashion I think I would look dashing in a cape I've got a friend who wore a cape to his matric uh, farewell that is straight up baller respect That's he cool, wore yeah. a cape and a monocle that's too much now. Yeah, that's calm down. Much. <laughs> 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 I agree, I agree. I also agree that it's too much. But yeah, I just remembered now. I saw it the other day and I chuckled. <laughs> right. Uh, we, moving on again, swiftly. Uh, earlier this week, Curly Bill and Adam Ashley Cooper, they were dropped from the Australian team for bringing back women to the hotel room. I think one of them was uh, Adam Ashley Cooper's sister-in-law and a mate of theirs. Yeah. So there wasn't, there wasn't uh, anything too dodgy about it. They just broke team protocol and they were dropped. Uh, they, they bring in England prop Kyle Sinclair during England's win over Australia. Uh, it was revealed yesterday, it was during the game, that Bjorn Cooper were actually... Oh, sorry, that's a little bit late. But Sinclair, he, he apparently told them during the game... Um, let's see. Let's, uh, trolling. Uh, referee Yaku Paper's ref, Mark clearly picked up the prop saying, you all fucking snitches anyway. You know, that's uh, very, <laughs> very classy from, from, from England. I think well, that's fair, uh, that's... Australia is essentially one giant prison, and I know like snitches don't last long in prison. So like I don't know. Do you think they? Maybe that's why they're just going to have to stay in England because snitches get stitches in prison. Yeah, because it was. I mean, check it and find out. It was Hooper, Phipps, and Bocock. It was the 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 leadership. And Kirby, the team leader. Phipps has a bit of a cheek if he yeah, was no, the one that is very it. <laughs> But it's it's really weird because they knew for like the, them, the player or the the leadership team or whatever term they're throwing around, knew for like ten days before they told Checker. So yeah. that means that they played again because it happened just after the Welsh loss. So that means they played a game between then and them getting dropped. Anyway. No, and it would have made it, if you want to get to, if you want a one game suspension, like it would make a lot more sense to suspend them for Italy. That doesn't make sense. Why did they wait 10 days? Yeah, I know. It was like like when I saw I it because I was like Wales and I was like there was a game in between that. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe that maybe there's a bit of a fact finding mission or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like she just got to them and be like folks did you like chicks in your room last night. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, oh yeah, currently Bill fact. holding up his hand for a high five and Checker awkwardly ignoring it. <laughs> Facts found, I guess. I mean, thanks, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. weird. But I mean, it's it's pretty. Uh, I don't know. Like Ashley so Cooper, good. like surely he's not getting back into the squad. Like 
for the World Cup after something like that. I know it's not a huge thing. Like I know it's not like he did a James Slip or anything, but he was only in the squad on the skin of his teeth because they had like a couple of injuries. And then you burn a bridge like this with the coach so close to the World Cup. I don't know. So I just don't think it's great use of your second lifeline. Yeah, no. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, um, talking about lifelines, uh, this is coming from Rugby 365. Uh, uh, the Western Province Rugby Football Union saga continues. Vice presidential candidate uh, Ronald Banton confirmed that he's considering obtaining a court interdict in the wake of the Western Province Rugby Football Union election bombshell on Friday. Outgoing Western Pro- uh, WPRFU President Theodore Wakefield confirmed that he was to reinstate a disciplinary hearing against Bantam over an incident between Bantam and Jesse Clarkson at the City Park Stadium on 9th of August 2017. Uh, in accordance with the regulation 14.7 he, Bantam has been suspended away for told to rabbit36.com. It has caused a pull over the already contentious elections this coming Monday, uh, the sooner they happen the better, when Bantam is set to contest the vice presidency with Spencer King. The elections have split the embattled WPRFU along two clear lines, supporters of presidential candidate Peter Yoster, who is also a Springbok selector, and Zelt Moret. So, um, you know, the, it, it, it continues, guys. So, what I can really I say don't know if, yes? yeah, I, I don't know if you guys saw on, I think it was Rugby 365, they had like pretty ex- what looked like pretty exclusive interviews with the two guys. Mm. And they had, like, a- FAQs, basically. I think, I, I think um, it was Sport 24, I think. That Sport 24, I guess, yeah. sorry. But basically, they had, like, a list of six or seven questions that they basically gave him. And... I need to look it again, but I think it was Zelt Marais who was really dodgy with his answers. Because um, it was stuff like, oh, you know, what would you do to turn around the the union's financial problems? And he would just kind of stonewall them and be like, that's a question for the executive committee to answer, um, not for me. And then the other guy, I think, I, think I, might, I might have him the wrong way around, so don't quote me on it. But then the other guy was like, you know, we've got to sell players, we got to consolidate our funds, we've got to sell off assets that we're not using... You know, he had like a 10-point plan. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to work or anything, but at least he kind of answered in good faith, mm. you know? Mm. It just seems like... The, I think it's Zeltmer. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to defame the guy. So just go go and check before you throw burning bags of shit at his door. Just <laughs> say allegedly, Alex. Just say allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, sources tell me that on Sport24, Zeltmer didn't answer questions very satisfactorily. Or maybe the other guy. Or it could have been the other guy, yeah. <laughs> and they're probably, they're probably both useless anyway, so it doesn't matter. I honestly think anyone who has anything to do with that franchise must just fuck off. Because they have, they have run that thing into the ground in five years. If it was an actual business, everyone who had any sort of responsibility would be on their bicycles. Like, it's... Oh. So shit, sure. Yeah, that's because uh, you have amateurs uh, involved. That's the problem, uh, not professionals. Anyway, um, also, can, can I just say, Zalt Maria is a tax professional, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me, yeah. What? Like you? Am I gonna run Western Province rugby? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that why you couldn't answer the questions properly? <laughs> Adam, never let me run Western Province rugby. You're no. horrible. As you know, Adam, Adam will stick up for his uncle. I'll just block you. It's not my uncle, bro. Let's <laughs> make that very clear. Okay. No relation. What, what is clear is Canada. They're going to the 2019 Rugby World Cup. They confirmed that they are the 20th and final team for next year's showpiece in Japan. Uh, on Saturday morning, the Canucks, they beat Hong Kong 27-10 in the final round of the repertoire event in Marseille, France, to book their place for the global showpiece, having also made it to each of the previous editions of the tournament. 
The world number 21s have made their playoff on a 14 tournament against Hong Kong, who 22, Germany 28, and Kenya 30, having lost USA and uh, Uruguay. As a result, they end up in Pool A. No, that's a lie. Pool B. Along with New Zealand, Apple, South Africa, right? Italy, Namibia, Canada. So I think for them, their big big fixture of the games will be against Namibia and Italy. Um, Fiji, out of interest, uh, they have Australia, Wales, Georgia, and Uruguay in their pool. Fiji versus Georgia is already shaping up to also be. Oh, and a, a and and two, and only two go through, huh? Yeah. Mm. Ooh, and, and, and even pool A, great guys. Japan like versus Russia. Fiji, Fiji on their day could definitely beat Australia. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. So, um, Gosh, I don't know, guys. That's is it? Has things have things gotten that bad for the Aussies? No. Uh, well, did you watch the second half? Yeah, things have gone. Yeah, no, it, it was bad. It was bad. But I mean, Not like Fiji, good. Fiji thrive on like under very specific conditions. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe. Australia, Australia is never going to give you give Fiji the pressure they need to thrive. Yeah. That Australian, that Australian knack for drawing you down to their level. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, look, like, like, Adam, like technically, you... they've got big problems. So they they struggle with like the set pieces, and if you can dominate, I feel like if you can dominate uh, possession, you can probably beat Fiji fairly easily. Because yeah. like they're not gonna, they're not the kind of team. Like in most, at the moment, the the meta for rugby kind of seems to be kick the ball away, put pressure on your opponent to make a mistake, take the points when you can, and then wait for yeah. opportunity to score a try. Like that seems to be the general blueprint. But it's Fiji, it is a, it's a bit lame, yeah, but. Fiji really don't have that memo, right? They don't kick the ball <laughs> away. And, and, and I love it. I love exactly. it. Exactly. No, no, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It is brilliant, but like it's it's also why they're like not that successful because they don't have a good kicking game. They can't punish you if your discipline's bad because they don't really kick for posts very well. And like they can't dominate set pieces. So I don't know. Like I feel like most of the top 10 teams, apparently excluding France, should be able to just control the game well enough to close out Fiji. Yeah, I think yeah. Right. But I just want to say, Adam, I yes. think you're selling short one of Canada's big match, big pool games. And that is the Battle of Butte Rasmus 2. <laughs> it's the first time Canada versus are facing South Africa in the World Cup since then. 95. Wow. I mean, yeah. Dave James Dalton, if many of you remember, got recorded. Uh, and he missed a lot. Amongst other things. Amongst other things. Sure. He, he was a brain donor, old James Dalton. Eh? Yeah. 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 But yeah, oh, so sorry, James, that, if you're listening. Yeah. But it's I'm impre- if he's like, listening, like you actually, there's no way James could figure out how to work SoundCloud, so we'll be fine. <laughs> no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm solid. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe like a, a kid that he must have like I don't know, little nephews or something. Like Uncle James, listen to how they're making fun of you on this. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's gonna knock on like someone's door. Possibly. You'll, like, you, you'll start punching the computer or something, thinking we trapped in there. Like I've got to get these fuckers <laughs> out of the tank. Like that scene in Zoolander. <laughs> they're in the computer. They're in the computer. <laughs> oh no! Have you guys watched uh, Jane Silent Silent Bob Strike Back? Oh, many many years ago. Yeah. That final scene where they just go from like house to house of everyone that's commented on their videos <laughs> and just kick their asses. <laughs> uh, um, well, someone who's ass might or might not be kicked. Uh, Augustine Pichot. 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 What? What is it? Pichot. Pichot. Thank Pichot. you. Yeah, the uh, he's world rugby's number two, correct? Uh, yeah, 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 I think at the moment. Well, he, he posted. Apparently, he's very well respected. Like he gets a lot of like the other day, someone voted him, or someone a, a collector presumably said he was the most influential man in rugby. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, he's, uh, I don't Obviously, know. I mean, 
Especially, they hadn't listened to the pod, but... Especially when he posts tweets, uh, as he did on Tuesday, Monday, uh, where he gave figures of foreign-born foreign players playing for different countries in November. Um, I know he had South Africa, Argentina at zero. The most was Scotland at 46.3, then Japan at 37.1, Italy 29.7, Australia 29.4, England... Uh, and the list goes on. Uh, Wales, yeah. you decks, 24.3, France, 12.9, and uh, New Zealand. 24.3? What a bunch of wankers. Yeah. Oh, my but, God. Like, the, figures, makes... <laughs> I mean, the figures, I mean, they weren't exactly quite Disgusting. right. Like, Japan, and, 36. That's okay. And he, counted, that. he counted George North, for example, as a foreign-born player, which I think is a bit of a stretch. But, I mean, it, an interesting talking point about nationality, rugby, etc. All I have to say about players playing for other countries is... Um, this three-year residency rule that was, I thought that was meant to be going into five is a load of crap. It should be five. Or accurate, actually, it should be the process that someone follows to become a citizen of a country. That, yeah. That's the way I think, because yeah. by the time you become a citizen, then it's like, okay, and you're fully committed to the country. You know? Um, like, Bundy yeah. Oaki, as soon as he was eligible to play for Ireland, uh, he was selected. But is he an Irish citizen yet? I don't know. I just think it's uh, World Rugby Three residency requirements is a load of crap. Do, do you think? He, do you think? But Bundy Aki should have to write an exam in Gaelic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the well, Irish, was... Irish uh, process is. <laughs> Wait. Well, I mean, when, there was shit with Quaid. Don't forget, there was. I mean, there was shit with Quaid Cooper still cruising around with his, his New, yeah, Zealand New Zealand passport, passport like two years ago, like two three years ago. Like he's, yeah. he's still no, no, cruising but, around. But, his, it's... But but I, I I don't think where you were born is a is a mean. It, it does give well, some indication. Yeah. But but what I, what I would like to see is players that have been nationalised after they turned eighteen. Yeah, that makes more sense, I reckon. Be, be, yeah, because that's, then, that's a better that's a definitely a better measure, I think. Because yeah. then I think like a lot of things would change. Like it would, I think Japan would probably still be quite high. Yeah, Japan. I think would be, Japan and Scotland would be Scotland think, would still be relatively high, but I think everyone else would just kind of be at like ten. Everyone will. I mean, yeah, New Zealand would drop down. I think. I think New Zealand will see the biggest drop in that happening. Yeah, I mean, maybe Between, so. Yeah, maybe this is a good time for me to apologise because I did shit on George North for being English like two weeks ago, um, and I mean. Yeah, he's, he was born in England, but like I think I was saying to Phil afterwards because he chastised me, and I was like, "Yeah, look, I I'm fully aware that George North is is like a hell of a lot more Welsh than well, he's more Welsh than I am South African, for example. I've been living in South Africa since I was 11 years old, and I'm entitled to a South African passport, but I don't have one. I'm not a citizen of South Africa. Tax um, reasons, baller, baller. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, uh, it's actually. Ben, you just like did you just tackle him outside home affairs? No, you don't want this. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Like, like I'm not taking Mauritian uh, citizenship for tax reasons. Yeah, why not? Because I'm, like, I'm, I'm oh, never mind. But I, no, no. But it's a tax haven for non-citizens. Oh, uh, okay. It's like, it's like an offshore tax haven. So if I become a citizen, I can't benefit from the the breaks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so as you as you correctly point out, like, there's a massive difference between judging someone based on where they were born. And, like, obviously the ultimate measure is, like, how do they associate? Are they Irish? Are they Welsh? Or are they South African? Because, you know, uh, what's his name? Brum, was it Brumstein? The guy who plays for Italy. Yeah, Brumstein, yeah. Brumstein. Every single time they're like, Brumstein, the South African. Or, you know, from South Africa, or born in South Africa. If you have to say that, 
then he's not really Italian, is he? Like, I don't oh, know yeah, how much he's living there, but like, if if you if it if the first th- first thing that springs to mind when you mention him as a commentator or as anyone else is that he's not from Italy. He really shouldn't be playing for Italy. And I mean, I like the figures often pointed at, at the Springboks in terms of Beast, but there was a period where Beast wasn't allowed to play for the Springboks because he didn't have a he wasn't a citizen yet. Yeah, we kind of forced him. We forced him, yeah. And that's the thing, like, George North moved to Wales when he was, like, two or three years old. Clearly Welshman, um, despite being born in England. Bandiaki, oh, like, is he really Irish? I would I would say of those guys who moved late, I mean, Bandiaki's pretty much, if you look at him in the Irish setup, he seems to be more in, in the team than, say, like, someone in the, well, one of our but South Africans in the Scottish side. Yeah, but I mean, I don't like. I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad that world rugby's gotten to the point where it can integrate people from other nations into like that fraternity. But that doesn't really count for much because that's just the same like phenomenon you get at club level, right? Yeah, he's welcomed by his team because he embraces them and their philosophy, and he's a great guy. Like, and that's that's all fine. But that's that's supposed to be the difference between club rugby and international level is that it's not enough to just move there and put your body on the line for the guy standing next to you, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. you expect from a rugby player at any level. But at a national level, like, there's got to be a level of, like, a degree of patriotism. Like, you have to actually, I don't know, like, you've got to really so care about is, it on a different level. And I'm not saying Bandiaki doesn't specifically. I'm not, I'm not trying to point him out. It's just, I don't know why he popped into my head. But certainly, like, Josh Strauss, I'm not, I'm sorry, but, like, I don't think Josh Strauss cares more for Scotland than he does for South Africa. You know, he like he 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 did so much here in terms of rugby and his family, and like at age group levels playing for Stellenbosch. I threw that fucking beard because his girlfriend yeah. wouldn't move to Joburg. Yeah, yeah shaved, no. it, shaved it off when the Lions won uh, Super Rugby or uh, Carry Cup, whatever. And like I don't know, like I just feel like Josh Strauss is South African to the bone. Doesn't no, but but you you with. you wonder with these guys, say someone like Josh Strauss or Bandiaki or whatever. If you said to them, right now, Josh Strauss, I will give you a Springbok jersey guaranteed starting for the next 30 games and no consequences. You can leave Scotland now. He would leave definitely, eh? Maybe not right now, but like if you just before he was called up to Scotland, mm. if, you put, if you put a Springbok jersey on the table and a Scottish jersey on the table, he would have gone for the, the Springbok jersey, I reckon. Yeah. So... Like, that's the thing, is that if you're in that position, there should be no doubt in your mind. Like, you should only ever want to play for your country. And, like, especially nowadays where there's so much money in club rugby as well. Because people say, like, one of the arguments that's often made is, it's like, it's, it's their career, it's their profession. You know, you shouldn't deny them the opportunity to play for another country when they're not going to make it for their home, their home country. But that's bullshit, because that's what club rugby's for. They yeah. they get their paychecks, they get their salaries for 12, you know, 12 months a year or you know, nine months out of 12 playing for their domestic team. Like, leaving to play for a different country because you weren't going to be picked for your home country is easily the worst reason. That's that's not an argument. That's like, that just shows how, that's like leaving the Stormers because you, you know, to, to go play for the Kings because you weren't getting game time. That shouldn't be what informs your decision. It's got to be like something deep inside you. It's, it's about passion and patriotism. You know? uh, uh, I'm gonna stop you there, Alex. Before, before you, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's getting very passionate and patriotic. Yeah. You know? but, we, but I think just, just to be Alex, clear, we, we? just 
be 100%, 100% clear, I think we're all on the same page that Pichot's tweet was ill-advised, yes. uninformed, and not accurately reflective of the, yeah. the, the makeup of those teams. Yeah. So I think that it's it was very harsh to a lot of people. Do you know, in a way, it's opened a, it's opened a discussion, which I guess that's kind of the mark of Has it opened tweet. a discussion? Because I think with us, our, we're a bit sheltered. I mean, We just had a discussion. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. We're a bit sheltered. <laughs> We had a discussion. Everywhere else has been a shouting contest into the into the void and just yelling back and forth about it. But that happens. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. going to be. Yes. Okay. okay. Next, uh, we've got one, there were two. Well, actually, this is the last one. The other one we will deal with uh, for the Fiji versus France game. Joe Schmidt, the Irish coach, he's thanked his Ireland rugby bosses for their patience when he finalises Fiji beyond next year's World Cup in Japan. He apparently will announce next week. Whether he's going to return home to New Zealand after the World Cup or sign a new Irish deal. Prediction, he's going to be the next All Blacks coach. Uh, that's kind of my feeling. Uh, Sounding the big drum beats in the New Zealand media after Ireland won. And personally speaking, uh, none of us here are big fans of uh, Stevie H uh, and the fact that he doesn't pick the world's best fullback in Ben Smith at 15. Uh, that's, just, hmm. that's just my vibe. So yeah, Joe Smith, Joe Smith, Joe Schmidt. He's going to let us all know what he's up to. Next week. Leave me alone, okay? I, <laughs> I got nothing. Um, I, I don't know if he would be the best All Blacks coach, though. I don't even but, know anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. but I, I don't know. Nah, it's gonna happen, bro. He's taken a, a team with limited resources like Ireland. In fairness, central contracting, just like New Zealand, they are arguably the world's number one team or tied world number one team. Uh, they are clinical in what they do. They play very simple rugby. Just imagine what he can do given the talent uh, in New Zealand. Because also, I'd imagine that he'd be a bit more of an imaginative selector compared to Steve Hansen. But sometimes Hansen selections, personally speaking, are very non-imaginative in my respect. Very. Uh, what, what, what's, what's the technical term? Cock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, New Zealand players are super talented. So whoever gets put into the put it into different places aren't going to do a cock job, but. Uh, I just I feel New Zealand would do a lot better and also just getting some fresh perspective also getting people who can have not work with Hanson they just need a fresh start uh, like uh, what's his first Kieran Reid I think I think it's he's, he's slowly turning into a John Schmidt situation you know maybe he's playing on for a year or two long he hasn't been that great but look, yeah. he, he, he could prove us all wrong That's he, fair. Could, he could prove us all wrong but uh, we'll see him yeah, maybe be a bit harsh uh, look he's he is absolutely legendary like he is like, but I, I mean, so was John Smith. So your point stands. Mm. Yeah, but we'll see. But we'll, there, we'll, there, we'll see. There's a there's a there's a good retirement. I know what's that show you like, Alex? That political that political show. <laughs> oh, the thicker. Uh, oh yeah. Where we where he says <laughs> yeah. like there is such a there, thing as yeah. You're like like a good a good a good resignation. Like, yeah. A good resignation, and I really think Reed. <laughs> overstayed his welcome now like he's actually between a rock and a hard place because now he has to stay on until the World Cup but I think it would have been better for sort of his memory and probably his career like earning wise if he'd you know been put out to pasture kind of a year or two ago well after like, after like, the British Lions series just like Schmidt should have retired then as well do, do, you, know, do you know who I reckon has had a great resignation is Sevilla yeah. like I think honestly he left he left at the perfect time like because yeah, mm. he, yeah, he, because he was just getting sort of left out of the national squad when he ducked off to France, and he's actually yeah, not no, doing he's, too badly. I saw yeah. he was playing twelve there. It's quite interesting, huh? I also saw the other that he fell asleep at the wheel. Oh, 
Oh yeah, his his wife seems like a bit of a chore. She eh? gets Yo. him in trouble so much. Yeah. Like she either tweets that his teammates or shit, or she lets out that yeah, no, it's cool. He, my husband's fine. He just fell. He he falls asleep at the wheel all the time. It's a fucked up relationship, though, dude. Because she she was his girlfriend when he was in court for domestic abuse. Oh. Uh. So she's the one that he he bounced off the walls a bit. And they subsequently got married, and then now she's like, I don't know, super defensive of him, and it just feels a bit kind of Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. I saw, I saw, a, I saw a tweet on Reddit the other day under the sub, the subreddit Black People Twitter, and it was something like, "Bitches heal like Wolverine when there's like an eight-figure bank account involved." Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's to quote the quote the tweet, nice. but I mean like you know like money you forgive a lot of things I think. Yeah, like this. All right, uh, look, that's going to wrap it up for for the news section of this pod. But now pod news. Uh, unfortunately, we are very saddened to announce that uh, Weber Bryce, they they felt that they just couldn't sponsor us. I mean I mean they sent Alex a response, but apparently it has to do with Weber Europe. It's a corporate thing. That's pretty much yeah, how it's, that's how I saw they, it. they say it's out of their hands. Mm. So what have you done about it, Alex? What, more importantly, what have you done since uh, you've well, been uh, champion, championing this uh, campaign for us? Yeah, look, it's a tough one because we, as you guys know, we've we've pretty hard committed to the Weaver brand, um, and so you know the first the first contingency plan was if Weaver Bryars don't want us, um, maybe Brad Weber, yeah. Weber, yeah. Brad Weber, is it Weber? Brad. Brad Brad Weber. Brad Weber. Brad Weber. Brad Brad Weber. Maybe he wants us, right? So that was the first thought. So we sent him a message. We reached out to Brad, and we said, "Hey, you know, we've got a lot of we got this this Weber shaped hole in our sponsorship. Um, maybe you want to fill it." And um, unfortunately, it seems like Weber Europe got to him first as well, because he hasn't replied either. Um, so we're assuming that the multinational conglomerate's putting him under a lot of pressure to freeze us out. Unfortunately, we've we've got some enemies in high places, I think. Yeah. So yeah, the long story short is we we're not sponsored by either of the Webers, um, and I'm I'm moving house in a week's time. And I still don't have a briar, so it's it's quite a problem. I think they did that on purpose to hurt you. They knew about. I think so. I think they yeah they they're making me sweat before yes. they come and low and low ball us maybe. Yes. Shouldn't we shouldn't we look into just getting a, a small sponsorship by like some metal some welder who just does half barrel brise on this as a side gig. Mm. Yeah, not a bad idea. Just I mean, as a stopgap, just some local local welder slash metal worker. Who, <laughs> a local I'm, artisan. I'm okay <laughs> <laughs> with that because I don't I don't like I don't like big. Uh, you know, the big bry industry anyway. I feel like they're... <laughs> <laughs> big damn, big bry, like, big tobacco, yeah. big corn, big big barbecue, it's what exactly. all of go. Yeah, big I feel bry. like they've, they've, got a, they've got a stranglehold on, on the, the on the industry that just makes me very uncomfortable, and I think there are a lot of small-time bryers, entrepreneurial, you know, family-run bry businesses that are kind of really that suffering. Be, that are being put out, yards. Jesus. Someone recording from the airport, what was that? Oh, sorry, <laughs> Yo, was it like a... Sorry, that's uh, that's by me. My bad. I thought there was a bombing run going over Mauritius or something. I thought someone was just taking the beaches. Okay. (laughs) I don't think we'd really notice. We'd be like, okay, cool. We're ruled by the Japanese now. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Ben, 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 you'd 
Yeah, you'd be stoked. You're like, oh, I've got a new rugby team I get to support now. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll base the Sunwolves here after the invasion. That'd be cool. I reckon it makes sense to put them there. Logistically, it's like, it would make more sense for the Sunwolves to be based in Mauritius than uh, Japan. I think we need to start tweeting. <laughs> They're building a new stadium, actually. That's quite inconvenient because they've closed the lane of the highway for some reason because they're building a stadium. Like, what, I'm not sure why they've done this. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's getting a bit rainy here. Uh, right, that's gonna stop. That's gonna stop it for the news. For oh no, no, but, but, but what, what about our, our, our potential new sponsor, which Dude. we haven't approached at all? Yet. <laughs> Game. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yes! Oh yes! Yeah. Yeah. Walmart, Walmart, Walmart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. well, well, yeah. We've got to keep uh, all the way up the chain. But they're the mass owned by someone else. But it's uh, there has been talk in the circles about the game game of the week brought to you by game. Uh-oh. There's also no, the, no, it's, uh, it's no, the no, no, game. Damn it, Adam! <sighs> what? No, no, it, it was the game, game, game of the week brought. brought game, no. blame game, game of the week. The game, blame by game, game, sponsored by game. It's the game, blame game, sponsored by and, game. And wait, what's the point of this award? Why are we rewarding uh, blame? Because we we blame someone who fucked up. Look, it's it's always someone's fault, right? Yeah. I, I put <laughs> Everyone... my nominee. I put my nominee on the WhatsApp group. But there's a picture in the WhatsApp group. That's my nominee. Everyone's got something to blame. It's the game. Wait, it's the game. It's blame the game. Game. Game of the week. Sponsored by game. Sponsored by game. They get that right. Like the no. American Dodgeball Association of America. But it... <laughs> okay, so Ben, take us through this. So basically, uh, just the logic behind our game sponsorship is Alex still needs a bry. So <laughs> then we thought we, we would just go to the retailer and try and get a bry through that passage. So it came down to macro or game, basically. A macro, we couldn't find a catchy bit for macro. Therefore, we're going, we going for game. Okay, yeah. uh, the game blame get the game blame game sponsored by game involves something went wrong, obviously normally with the spring box, and in the game blame game sponsored by game, we look to allocate blame to someone. Yeah. We play the blame yeah. game. We play the blame game sponsored by game. <laughs> it, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's basically it. So, so I, I think later... Um, who's our inaugural awardee? I'm going to say... Um, he could actually have a game sponsorship, and that's how he gets hold of so much schmeg already. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame Malcolm Marks as the first recipient of the blame. We will shame him in the blame game, in the game blame game sponsored by game. He will be shamed. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I want, I want to put my hand up for Fancel as well. Oh, uh, he he shoulders a fair amount of the blame in the blame game sponsored by game. Uh, yeah, he's also. He, for a man with such small shoulders, uh, he's going to have to I've shoulder started, quite I've a bit of I'm starting to see the, the point of this award. As soon as I heard Fonseil, my ears peaked. I was like, oh, wait, I'm into this now. Adam's like, oh, wait, someone's talking about a Bulls player. Let me wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, but okay, I, so are, are we, we officially onto the game? I we'll, think we'll sort of, we'll highlight, when we're blaming someone during the game, we'll highlight yeah. that this is the game blame game sponsored by game. Okay, as long as you well, say actually, that every time. Okay, so now every time we refer to either Malcolm Marx or Ivan Fadzea, we have to refer to them as the game, blame game, sponsored by game, nominee, Malcolm Marx. Yo, yo, but but, but like it'll change, it'll change week by week. Like he's he's not going to get it. I just worry if we give it it every week. (laughs) I hope we don't give it to Marx. Or if we do give it to Marx, I mean that Smeg doesn't catch wind of this and then cut off any future communications with us. 
Oh, Smeg can fucking suck a dick. Fucking 60 grand for a fridge. They can fuck right off. <laughs> okay, that's that's going to do it for Pod News. Welcome to the that's this edition of Pod News. Okay, well, that, that, never mind then. Give we, it to fucking Mark. That, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just move on for now. We can readdress the um, game, blame game, game of the week sponsored by game next week. <laughs> Oh, come on, Adam. <laughs> Just write it down and read it. Adam. No, I refuse to vindicate you that much. Yeah, you could say it there next week. Uh, all right, just some of the uh, more minor results that took place this week. First of all, I want to say Namibia finally won. They beat Portugal 29-23. So they finally, finally did well. Romania, they lost to Uruguay 2027. I watched the highlights of that. Thanks, Matt, posting it in the group. It's quite impressive. <laughs> Those, uh, those highlights were so strange. Like, some of them were cut, like, the last touch before they dotted it down. So nah. it's like, I don't know where you just see them dot it down. Like, yeah, okay, I, I, I feel like phase yeah, intercepts were the name of the game in that respect. Ooh, yes. Georgia, they beat Tonga, 29. Uh, Japan, they just scraped home against Russia, 32-27 in Gloucester. I know, it wasn't... Uh... Uh, and and Ma- Mafi was playing? Mafi scored a fantastic try. Oh, you've seen the highlights? Yeah, I saw the highlights. Uh, okay. Well, clearly, his case uh, still does not rumble on. I have no idea what's going on there. Also, also... Are Russia in the World Cup? Yeah, they're in us. They're in our pool. No, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, no, no, no. I lied. They're in Japan's pool. Sorry. That's the first game of the World Cup. It's Russia-Japan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Spicy. Uh, yeah. Samoa, they beat Spain, 28-10. I uh, mentioned that result. And Ireland, uh, they beat uh, the USA, 57-14. So I'm not going to really talk much about uh, that. After showering them with praise. So the, so the the USA scored more points than New Zealand, though. Yes. Did Good. did the USA score a try? Yes. Scored two, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Scored a couple. Okay. No, not necessarily. Fourteen, you can get two. Mm, uh, you, you have yeah. to score you at least a match, try. Then, <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I'm doing... um, Sorry, I, I've been I've been talking to Adam. My maths isn't sharp again. Why are you always blaming me? What are ever do? Game, blame game, sponsored game, by game. Blame game. <laughs> there we go. Adam's in, Adam in the running with me. <laughs> Damn it. All right, just a very quick start over with New Zealand versus Italy. New Zealand romping home. 66-3 winners. Uh, I think Bowden Barrett, not, not Bowden, sorry, Jordy Barrett got Jordan. four tries. McKenzie got at least two. Uh, and it was a general pasting, as expected against uh, the Italians. The only the real point I want to make about this game is Jordi Barrett appears to have lost some weight because I was quite critical of him in Super Rugby that he got too buff uh, a Brian and Banner during a phase of his career. It looks like he's slimmed down a bit and immediately is a bit more effective. Uh, well, I mean, it, it is Italy, so that doesn't really count. But uh, that, that was just the main point. Otherwise, uh, your man, Alex, uh, Anton Leonard Brown, he had a solid game, La Mappy at 12, everybody got 8, Nahoto 7, I'm just looking at the New Zealand Herald ratings. Uh, Reed, he he carried on. Vafafita, he had another good game at nine. He's a bit of an enigma. Um, otherwise, uh, Dan Coles, uh, draft pick, he's uh, he's back. Oh, oh Vafafita draft pick. Because oh. I think he's going. I think he's going to be sold as a lock this year. Okay. Uh, did did, did yeah. someone claim Brody already? I assume someone's claimed Brody. Uh, draft pick. I think one said draft pick. <laughs> oh, no. <You> can. <laughs> 
Literally, that's, that's, that's the hard that's, 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 that's the whole game. Like uh, uh, fine, well, fine. And Rico, Rico's a draft pick for me. Rico, oh, okay, no, you, you can't, you can't say a name and then draft pick that name. Gotta, you have someone else has to say it, and you have to draft pick it. It has to come up organically, Adam. No, that's that's bullshit. Ben, you said I feel like you're changing the rules to suit yourself. Anyway, I drafted Murphy last week. Comments. That's okay. I drafted Leach because he's got two tries. Comments about All Blacks is Lee. Before moving on, what, what, what did we expect? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah it was fucking Italy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to read anything into that. Yeah. Okay. For, for anyone, was, like, was, I'm not even, even going to buy that After losing a game, of course they were going to put 50 plus points. You, you know how bitter. Uh, but, how do you know get. what though? Because Six Nations, Italy and Scotland used to be kind of like that. Used to be sort of they competed for last place, really. Yeah. And look how far Scotland's come. And Italy have just not improved at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed by that, actually. Even though their Pro yeah. 14 teams have been doing a bit better. Yeah, they almost beat the Cheetahs, didn't they? Yeah, yeah just, just. I think the Cheetahs managed one, like, right at the end. Well, and that's like the, the Benetton B team as well, so it's quite good. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scotland. They beat Argentina 14-9. Good try by Sean Maitland. I think he, he's oh, played... He's played 37 tests, huh? For Scotland already. So, uh, good, Jeez. Good, good on him. Um, Argentina, again, disappointing. They just can't they, seem to catch a break overseas. They miss, like, four or five kicks, eh, as well. Mm. The, uh, the, the, the refs yeah. seem very whistle-happy as well, huh? Like, like, you know, normally there's a bit of, uh, like, two hands-off, hands-off, hands-off. Mm. Then only yeah. you'll get the penalty. Like, he was just like, as soon as, you know, the rocket form, penalty. Like, so, as, yeah, it's not the kind of ref Argentina need. No. Oh, yeah, no, no. Um, but yeah, but, Argentina but, need a ref that's, like, willing to let the game play for a minute or two. Gets distracted, needs, needs to poo the whole time. Uh, Creevy wanted to kill someone, though. I saw him in a couple of the highlights. Creevy looked furious. And he almost did take off Hugh Jones' head. Creevy, Creevy, it's weird though, because when Argentina are playing well, Creevy doesn't seem to play particularly. He seems to play better when the rest of the team is playing quite badly. He re- I think he realizes he needs to carry the team at that point. Yeah, it's like a sort of a reverse correlation. Like he's more, he's like uh, Willy Brits. He's more about heroic losses than um, man. What do you oh. call it? Wins. Lost causes than actually performing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, then I guess the next game we can talk about is Fiji's magnificent, magnificent win over France, twenty-one fourteen. Just what I referred to a little bit earlier. Uh, Matteo Bastaro, who became acting captain on sixty-eighth minutes uh, after the French captain Guillaume Garrido scored two tries, went off the field. Uh, television microphones caught the angry post-match speech he said to his players. Uh, Bastaro said, "Who do we think we are?" I was going to do a French accent. Who do we think we are? But I'm not going to do accents because you guys are so That's not bad. That's better than your Irish, Adam. Yeah. No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing do it, it now. Do it's, it, Adam. Do no, it. Come on. No, he said, we beat... Uh, we beat... <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do this. Uh, we beat... We beat Argentina! And we think we're something special! <laughs> we have to start... We have to start... Wait, wait. Why you take one from until then? And we're at a rock bottom because we're pathetic, shameful... We have to be aware of that. So pretty much uh, shame them all. Uh, and as the coach said, Brunel, Jacques Brunel, it's a big disappointment. It's difficult for me to find anything positive from tonight. 
Uh, yeah, I'd say so. But uh, all of Fiji's points, ironically, came from backs who play with French clubs, such as Bordeaux, Begals, uh, Semi, uh, Redraja. Jesus, that's terrible. Is it, how do you pronounce his surname? R-A-D-R-A. Redraja. Redraja, I think. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Redrada. And also Toulon's uh, uh, Joshua Tuisuva Tui- score tries. I mean, Racing 92's Benjamin Volavola added a conversion. And... Uh, Pronounce Rodrada? Rodrada. Thank you. His try is yeah. his try is immense. Jeez. Uh, just in terms of sheer no, he, power and bloody mindedness. He's a he's a good player. Like yeah. I would say he's like as power centers go, he's probably the best in the business next to Karevi. Yeah. Uh, maybe weird, uh, t- through a long thing, as well. This is the weird thing with um with Fiji, right? Because I reckon like if you look at the top let's say like the top thirty okay, maybe like thirty to forty players in the world. I reckon they've actually got three in the top 40 players in the world between Namani Dolo, Semi Rodrada, and Joe, uh, Joe Tuisova. And, like, there are a lot of other guys. Um, what's his name? Nakarawa? Mm. Um, yeah. He's the luck, eh? Yeah, I think so. Leone Nakarawa. I think he's the luck. Um, he's also really good. Like, he's he genuinely could play for... Like he's probably a better lock. He's probably better lock than Mario Toje. Um, and then you know guys like Ken <laughs> no, Volavola. That, that, that's, that's really not a. That's not much of an achievement. Though. My grand's better lock than Mario Toje. <laughs> but anyway, so like they, you know, they've they've got like I would say three or four really world, like genuinely world class players. Um, and Jeez, I think that okay. they've, for every one that they've got in the team, there's like another one that's plying his trade for a different na- nation. So. It's really a shame. Do you want to hear no, something no, be, weird? Be, because a lot of a lot of Fijians, like 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 European teams generally have one or two Fijians, and they normally probably one of the best players in that team. Yeah. Yeah. But they they just don't seem to be able to That's kind same. of gel internationally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Alex, you'll like this rugbyworld.com. They released uh, in February this year a uh, top 100 players. Guess uh, where yeah. Leone? Guess where Leone Nakawara is sitting? Um, 39. Much higher. Oh Jesus! Uh, 12. Much higher than 12. Well, he's in the top 10. That can't be right. He's sitting. They've got him at third. That's stupid. Who's That's in between? Stupid. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. I, I literally cannot read this. It's literally just it's behind a paywall. It's just giving me. The he's headline. not even the. He's not even the best. He's not even the third best lock in the world. Apparently, he's the third best player in the world according to the hundred best players in the world. Colon three. Leonie Nakawara on RugbyWorld.com. Uh, that's. That's bizarre. I'm sorry. Like, I, I really think he's good, but third in the world. You're telling oh, me he's better but, but, than Brody Retallick and, like, Bowden Barrett. This was in February as well. Though, ben so. Smith, uh, Israel Flau. But, but is it, is it 100? Bro. Maybe it's 100 best players in the world in no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that doesn't feel like a very useful list. It's uh, a list of 100. It's just 100. <laughs> no, but except, ben, except ben, they do call him the bronze medalist, so clearly it is ranked. Well, maybe everyone's a bronze medalist. Yeah. 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 So maybe it's like, maybe it's like a marathon where there's one winner and then everyone who finishes at a certain like time gets bronze. What's our email address again? Because I want to sign up for this bullshit so I can actually read. The uh, it's elite banter commentary at gmail dot com. And to come to think of it, I haven't checked that email address in ages. So or the intern for that matter. 
but then that's 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 signing you up for a lot of spam. You're... Yeah, I'm signing up for rugbyworlds.com spam because uh, I really don't feel like signing myself up. No, no, you can use that address. That that's fine. But uh, France, you know what? Uh, they've I think they've lost. 80% of the test, I think like 9 of 11 or something like that. We've had a truly terrible year. But come World Cup time, no one will want to play them. They always manage to pick themselves up for World Cup time. But it's similar to the Springboks in the way where France have lost a lot. Okay, New Zealand, they got hammered. But apart from that, I wouldn't say they've lost many games by more than kind of 10 points. Because mm-hmm. remember, Ireland beat them with a... In yeah, Ireland beat them with like a last-minute drop goal. Yeah. Scotland beat them, I think, in similar circumstances. We beat them with whatever it was, an 84th minute try. Yeah. So, you know, like, the ball bounces a bit differently. Suddenly, France's fortunes were looking very... I'm sure they had a chance to win that Fiji game as well. Probably. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be competitive, but uh, a, final po- a final word in this game. Congratulations to Fiji. Uh, it's been a good few weeks for, for the rugby world that New Zealand lost... Uh, one of the Pacific nations who have always should have been treated better by uh, world rugby authorities, and particularly from an economic side. Uh, it's just great that, that they're winning, and also particularly with the World Cup ahead. Moving on to England versus Australia. Uh, Argen- Argentina should be favourites for the World Cup now, at least. Because they're, the te- they're the only team that's lost to France. And we know by the figures that if you lose to France, you win the World Cup. Shit, that's true. What, what's... Sorry, someone has a what's Argentina's group? Uh, they got they've got two of the powers in Scotland. their group. I want to say Scotland. No, it's no Scotland. I have Ireland. I think it's a problem. Like like you don't want to be ranked. France. You don't want to be ranked nine or ten in the world when it comes out because then you're gonna uh, like they. Ooh, they actually got a tough one. It's England, France, Argentina, yes. USA, Tong- Tonga. Yeah, it's a tough group. Oh, they can pip, I think they can pip France. Yeah, England, they could France. pip France. Hmm. away from France. No, but Argentina should be stronger in Japan than France are because uh, Southern Hemisphere players are better travelers. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> Unsubstantiated fact. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so who's, the, is it, who's the England fly half? It's not Andy Farrell. Owen Farrell. Oh, Owen, thank you. Andy's, his fa- Andy's not his father, is it? Andy is his father. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least I wasn't completely crazy. He got away with another another bullshit call. Uh, and he shoulder charged. Who was the Australian lock at four? Was it Rodder? Who's heading towards yeah, the try line? Rodder. Yeah, in the 38th Rodder. minute, uh, Rodder was heading towards the try line, and Farrell decided to stop him with a, a shoulder charge that Andre Esterhazen knows all about. So Yaku Paper, the referee, gave the penalty, but surely if the penalty stops a try scoring opportunity, it should be a penalty try. Michael Chaker, he also thought the call was absolute nonsense. Look, England ended up going away comfortable winners, but if that try goes over instead of a penalty kick when it was 13 all at half time, who knows what the result would have been. So again, another shocking call by the officials when it comes to Owen Farrell's shoulder. Um, I'm starting to feel conspiracy. What is he then? Is he the new All Blacks? Is he the protected species? It's absolute bullshit. But it is... Was paper necessarily wrong? Because yes. surely when no, but but when that shoulder charge on Esterhazen happened and no consequences, World Rugby gave no consequences. They set a precedent, and yeah, he was just applying no. that precedent. No, 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 ben, no, there's no, 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 there's no, 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 that, that, no, no. And, and you'll notice rugby. how sheepish World Rugby were off during that week when Asi, when Rassi was taking absolute. <laughs> so what are they supposed to do? World Rugby supposed to chastise Rassi? 
That's why it's put the Esther Hansen one. Again, this is a cut call. And Owen Wilson, not Owen Wilson, Eddie Jones. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm all over the map today. <laughs> Owen Wilson, Eddie Jones. Owen Wilson just Eddie Jones he didn't see anything. He has no problem with wow. it. Of course he has no problem with it. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sick of these bullshit hometown calls. I know we all get them. Sia should have, in theory, been suspended last week for the headbutt. But it's so plain and obvious that Oak doesn't lift his arms to make a freaking tackle. Sorry, okay, I'm, I'm just, just for the record, Owen Wilson has done nothing wrong. No, he didn't do anything. He says, wow, phenomenally. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But yeah. No, but Ben, but Ben, like, just to go on your point, like, the fact that someone's made a bad call in the past, it definitely doesn't set a precedent. Two rights do not make a wrong. Wait, what's the other way around? Two wrongs don't well, make that... a right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, uh, two, two rights make an error. Uh, uh, very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but 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 seriously, like each each ref has to be he's he's yeah, only got no, one no, source no. of the law. I the know, rule. I was just fucking around. No, Yo, no, it's fucking it's it's bullshit. Like, and the whole thing is a player safety, player safety, player safety, player safety. Shoulder to the yeah. face. Oh, you carry on about your business. Like it's bullshit. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not a fan. Israel Flau, he scored a hot try. Elliot Daly, he also scored. Scored two decent tries. Mm, a very hot try. Um, I don't really like England. I just like England as much as Ben dislikes Wales. Well, maybe not that much. Ben has a burning fire of hatred for oh, Wales. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get on that. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm very worried for Australian rugby at this stage. They've had a truly terrible year. They've only won about forty to forty one percent of their Test matches since the last World Cup. Their team always looks on good on paper, but even though it appears that they have the right sort of guys at ten, twelve, etc., they're not putting it together. Uh, I'm a little worried, Oaks. Uh, Australian do, do, you know, hmm? do you know what's a, it's a funny thing, though? Because, say, South African rugby, I know that there's enough talent and enough sort of passion for the game coming through the schools and stuff that even if South Africa's going through a bad patch, it's not the end of South African rugby, if you know what I mean. Yes. Well, like, like there will always be a, a next generation. But the sport of rugby itself, like there was a thing the other day, like rugby, uh, rugby union is the like 35th most popular sport in Australia. Like ballroom dancing is more popular. And if you see like that, like the actual decline of a sport, and then Australia, they have no shortage of other, because they have rugby league's pretty big there, Aussie rules pretty big there, cricket's pretty big there. So like Soccer's all sport. There. Yo, soccer's growing there. Sporting talent is being funneled to those more popular sports. So, like, genuinely, like, I don't know if Australia can come back from this. Or if they're just kind of going to become kind of like sort of Argentina level or whatever, or Fiji level or whatever. Because I, I don't I don't think that the sort of the passion for the game or the interest for the game is actually really there. Yeah. Well, not, not anymore. So, look, we're kind of hoping because the what the ARU were talking about was that cutting the force, which to me they were the wrong team. They should have been cut. It should be Melbourne. Uh, they were the team to be cut, but due to commercial interest. But isn't force deep in force? Uh, force is deep in league country anyway, isn't it? Yeah, but it's but all, all that whole no. that not. Oh, sorry, sir. I don't think I don't think so because the force no. is. Even, in Perth, like it's in Western Australia, where mm. I thought that they were quite. No, that's right. I just know that like, there's an east-west split. That's why I'm not sure which which side is which. Yeah. Force being the but only I mean, side. It was south, only south, 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 south. 
well, I know is that like Melbourne, they've got the Melbourne Storm, which is one of the bigger, biggest supported clubs in Australia in yeah. terms of rugby league. But so I don't, I think from that perspective, I'm not sure it was. I think really what it comes down to is that there's just more money in Melbourne. Yeah. So there's more sport, sports consumers just generally. But if you think about well, they it, say it's, they say Melbourne's the sporting capital of the world. It is though. I'd well, be... I think that is ridiculous. No, dude. No, they're no, but no, they they, they have big tennis there. They, I think, do dude. they have a Formula One track there? They do. Uh, they have, they uh, have on, on the like, main, like... On, on the main train line coming in from the south uh, that I had to take for work. Sometimes on at one station around that one station you have the Australian Open Tennis Complex, the MCG, which is humongous. There's like a AFL stadium, I think it's Richmond Stadium next to it, and then there's also uh, Amy Park. All within walking distance from one train station. It's uh, immense. Uh, the F1 track, Albert Park, you can't get there by train as well. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's jacked for sport, dude. 100%. So, well, it's, it's definitely the sporting capital of Australia. And one of the big ones in the Southern Hemisphere. I don't know about the world. I mean, I, I don't know enough to make that claim. But it's about yeah. money. It's about money. And just if you think about all the players, uh, young development players that came out of Perth. Uh, the James O'Connors of this world, David Pocox, the Matt Gittos. Wait, the Matt Gittos start there? That doesn't seem right. Or is he from Queensland originally? Either hey, way... He, start, he started with Western Force, yeah. Yeah, a lot, or they picked mm. up a lot of... No, no, he, did, he of, didn't start. So he didn't start there, but when they sprang up, he went straight across Yeah, to them. and uh, when they picked up a lot of the players in the franchise was founded, they were kind of, in a weird way, uh, the Lions of Australian Rugby, before the Lions, South Africa's Lions, got they, better. They, saw, they sound more like the, the Eastern Cape of South African Rugby. In a sense, yeah. The Eastern Cape of Australia. That they produce a lot of talent, but they can't really hang on to it. Yeah, so Australian rugby uh, in, in a little bit of a crisis at the moment. I'm just kind of hoping that Super Rugby, they have a decent season uh, next year. Because uh, as we all, we've all said repeatedly, Southern Hemisphere Rugby, World Rugby needs a strong Australian. Because the Bledisloe Cup right now is just a walkover. And well, South Africa needs a strong Australia because we yeah. need... Yeah, actually, maybe you not. Guys are actually, good I'll, enough I'll, to I'll, test I'll, us, but bad enough that we can still beat. Yeah, we need yeah. that sort of. Yeah, you know, we we need if we ranked like third in the world, we need Australia ranked about fifth. Pretty much. Because uh, we need we need to be able to put them away in South Africa and have a challenging game against them in Australia, basically. Yeah. Uh, just a quick quick comment about England. Uh, how do you think they're looking ahead of the World Cup? They're, I actually kind of like the look of their back line. Uh, their forward pack. Uh, look, I know they have, have a lot of injuries. At lock, they're fine. Their loose trio isn't quite settled. Overall, if they get it together, um, I know they are England, Richest Union, blah, 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 but they seem to have that sort of strike power that the likes of, I mean, uh, Stockdale is class, but Elliot, um, not Elliot, that's Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly. Well, they're, May, they're, they're, playing the, they're playing their new winger. Uh, yes. Fuck, I don't want to say his name wrong because it sounds a bit dodgy. It's like Cocker Rau Rau or something. Yes, and he's a beast. <laughs> Joe, Joe, somewhat. Yeah. What? Uh, I just love that. Yes. Let me just let me just look it up quickly. Yeah, someone, someone get that pronunciation. Uh, hold on, hold on. I can also give you some coverage. Oh, it's Kokonasiga. Uh, what? No, Kokonasiga. No, but it's not said like that. It's said like uh, it sounds like two sort of different words. Kokonasiga. Maybe the K is yeah. like a like or Thoka Thokonasiga. Yeah, I'm, like I'm guessing. I'm, I'm totally guessing. I'm just going based off of like other Pacific Island pronunciation. Yeah, I but he he know. seems a good because it's kind of what their problem was in South Africa that they didn't kind of they didn't have enough finishers. 
But he's an uh, alternate finisher, so I, mean, I think he's a good addition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, England are looking okay. Uh, is there any final comments before we move on to this African game? Um, yeah, I think England are peaking before the World Cup. Hmm. I think they peaked last, end of last yeah, year. Yeah, they peaked like a year ago. This is them oh. like sort of re- recovering it's from like that de- trough. I don't think it's it, enough though to get. It's it's uh, it's what they call a death rattle or a death throw or whatever. They like have rigor mortis. You know what? You know what? Yeah, I think it's yeah. I was also going to say dead cat bounce. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I'm excited about? This is what's just a dead cat bounce? Even a dead cat bounce has been. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. I quite like it. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is just enough to give England confidence towards Six Nations and World Cup that they think they're going to win the World Cup because I fucking love it when they think they're going to win. Oh, and I love it when their own public psychs them out and then the pu- like one segment of the public like blames another segment of the public. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. I, the only time I tune into Sky News like just after England have been knocked out of World Cups. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, let's move on to uh, our final game uh, of the week. Wales versus South Africa. Those Dick Welsh. Um, they did play quite well, uh, I must say. South Africa were a little bit inaccurate, and their discipline wasn't great. Also, the referee, um, I felt like he kind of he screwed Deante once. Uh, the guy Ooh, going, game, yeah. Go, yeah, going, <laughs> go, going, going off his feet, but look, overall, <coughs> excuse me, I think one area uh, that Wales did show their superiority over South Africa was the kicking game, particularly under the high ball. Often. We cocked up, we cocked up the ball, and uh, Sabu and Corsi getting injured. We would have thought it would have been damaging, but Cheson Colby was arguably the best South African on the day. Uh, he was excellent, but overall, a very much, a very much South African performance for the kind of year that they've had. They they might have been able to win. We never really lost by a big margin at all this year. Probably our worst performance of the year was against England in uh, Newlands. Overall, South Africa, I think we've walked away. I think we've won as many as we've lost this year. Uh, and I just feel very mad about it. We should have beaten England. Maybe we shouldn't have beaten France. We beat Scotland, and we weren't bad. But also maybe it was just a tired performance from the South Africans. Ember Papier, he was actually quite good. Ivan Fancel, he wasn't great, unfortunately. He was um, fucking awful. Yeah, he, he was he was <laughs> terrible. Abysmal. Yeah, Malcolm Marks, he was looking a lot closer to his normal bit, but Archie Snayman, he went off injured after 10 minutes, and even Etzebeth came on. And Ma- was... Malcolm Marks missed the critical tackle, which is yeah. incidentally mm. the, blame, the blame game, 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 the game, blame game sponsored by game. Yeah, and he got dummy by, Marks. he got dummy by a prop. Um, I, I think we can resolve the, the game, blame game sponsored by game right now, because as, as terrible as if I'd was, and, and he really was bad, yeah. he isn't why we lost the game. He just, kind of stopped us from, Going from maybe forward. winning it. Like, we could have won it at the end, but then he didn't allow yeah. that option. Whereas Malcolm Marks, I think, as you say, like, the missed tackle, which Missing was unforgivable, tackle, it was a yeah. forward. It was forward on forward, and he really shouldn't have missed it. And I think that actually is a big reason for why we lost. So, I think it's fair to say that the the game, blame game, sponsored by game award goes to Malcolm Marks this week. Um, yeah. Smeg. Yeah. You, you can buy you can buy a Schmeg kettle with his voucher you get. <laughs> right, Does the game quick, even carry Schmeg? Yeah, uh, just a quick run through uh, of some of the stats <laughs> in terms of attack. So Africa made more meters than Wales, three three five versus two sixty six. Uh, more carries, uh, beat more defenders, yeah, like... less bat, less clean breaks, more passes for South Africa, less offloads. We con- we conceded more turnovers that I can believe. And just quickly on defence. 
we made less tackles than the Welsh, uh, but I'm just having a look at the odds here. Uh, yeah, oh, kicking. Let's see. 2-3 uh, from both sides, 2-2. Two, two. Kicks in play, 26-23. I just know that Vili Leroux constantly seemed to... the ball. See, it's like a crocodile catch in cricket. It always seemed to hit his fingers or go forward. Same as Dianti, who also shot out... The, mm-hmm. Again, his defense was exposed this week. Shot out the line and got leapfrogged by, by a pass, which set up that very bad 10-15 minute period where Wales kind of... You know, they kind of held that... Yeah, leg. just sort of sapped the life out of us. There was also... There was... Khaleesi and Creel both also shot right past Williams in that one as well. Um, And they should have both been able to cover him there. And they just whizzed past him and Pollard had to like fall backwards onto Williams to try and tackle him at that point. uh, Is that when there was the forward pass? Yeah, that was... I'm thinking of the one where Deontay had to jump up to try and intercept the pass. Yeah, that was Liam Williams' try. Uh, Probably but, for uh, the right. best that he didn't touch at all would have been a penalty try. Yeah. Um, oh, another guy that was very disappointing, DDA. He he was pretty much invisible. Sia, Jesus, did he even play? Uh, I don't know. In terms of individuals, oh, in terms of individuals, I don't think I even stats, saw Dallander. That's crazy. Let's see if I could find uh, Damien's stats. Right. Um, here, here are Damien Dallander's wonderful stats: four from four tackles, but he only played forty-five minutes. He was not injured. Three passes, three runs for zero meters. That's it. So he did the rugby equivalent of fuck all uh, in the game. But uh, I think a lot of that was Vili. Because Vili kept on throwing ridiculous skip passes for no reason. Yeah. Like, like if you're throwing a skip pass, which is skipping like three players, the player it's going to better be wide open. Yeah. 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 Because uh, Vili, not, Vili was not good. Because do, do you know what we needed in that game? And we always complained. We needed one-off runners. Yeah. Because we weren't we weren't earning the right to go wide, we were just giving it to like basically just getting it to the wings. Who the wings had no um, the wings had no space. Then they were just being shut down, and that was just the end of it. Like it was, yeah. oh, it was no, it frustrating good. to watch. There were a lot of guys. It was really weird because like the, I felt like the first ten minutes belonged to us. We had like a couple of amazing little shimmies from Chesley mm. Colby. Oh, Peter Stephen and, Toy, oh, that, that Stephen run, Toy. Like, I think that's like half our running meters was that run. But also like, oh man, if he'd just been in the whole game would have changed. Like the whole, because that's the only good thing he did all game. Peter no, no, Stephen no, there was a, he, he actually oh, did have was, a great game. He was on was the wing a lot, which I found quite weird. Because I think Khaleesi should be on the wing and Peter Steph should be cleaning out rucks. Because we were losing a yeah. lot of ball because we just weren't cleaning well enough. Yeah. Peter Stiff like, did make a good two-man tackle right near the end. They did score like almost just after it, but he did make a good sort of yeah. cover through tackle and took out like two guys in one in one yeah. sort of fall down. Um, uh, just Sears stats, um, Cap- Captain Khaleesi, 80 minutes, three passes, 10 from 13 tackles, six runs, 21 meters. He had one really good barnstorming run. Two defenders yeah. beaten, one clean break, two offloads, but two... Handling errors. He had a weird game again. Uh, he was excellent against well, Scotland. He hasn't actually had a good tour. No, he, he, he was he was back to being a luxury player. So yeah. Yeah, and also well, I mean, I'll, something... I'll just repeat what I said on the group, which is that I thought he he had a decent game as a player, but I thought he was terrible as a captain. Like I was gonna yeah, he was he was yes. noticeably absent for that long period where like no one seemed to be on the same page. Like there was just because I was I, I was saying to someone. You know, like, there were so many errors coming from the sprint box, like drop balls, like Malherba fluffed an easy ball. Uh, Peter Stiftoy gave away a stupid tackle that he knocked the ball on. Um, even Kachoff, like, was giving away penalties and that kind of stuff. And 
So you can't blame individual errors on a captain, right? Fair enough. But for me, the, the errors are just a symptom. The, mm. symptom. the symptom of the cause being that the players aren't motivated. They're not focused. They're not like their head wasn't in the game. I just felt like for a long period of play yesterday, the Springboks just weren't in the game. And that comes down to captaincy because your captain's a guy who's supposed to get you to look at him and say, listen, just fucking snap out of it. Wake just up. start doing your wake. Uh, wake up. Just start be doing basic stuff right. Stop trying to throw a skip passes, Billy. Let's just get one or two little wins, you know. Win a tight end scrum. Win, steal a line out. Win a turnover ball. Little stuff like that that just amps everyone up. And then you can build a base off of that. And then you can start having the freedom to do whatever you feel like. And Khaleesi just never seemed to be the guy who was talking to people. And then with the with the referee, like a huge part of your job as captain is supposed to be putting pressure on the ref to try and blow your way. Yeah. And I felt like the ref wasn't terrible. I didn't think he was great, but I felt like he was kind of missing a couple of things. Like a lot of the time. Oh, so the, the worst one for me was when Tianchi tracked back to um, cover oh, the, yeah. the, the ball and Williams just dived on him on the ground. Yeah, but it's okay. And, Williams had his hands up, so he was clearly not participating. Yeah, no, like he, he just basically dived on him with his hands up, being like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Colby, all of, you know, 43 kilograms soaking wet, couldn't obviously stand up and recover the ball and try and clear it or anything like that because you're a Welshman. on So Dianchi, okay, well, like 80 kgs, whatever. You know, so, like, the, there's a clear penalty there. The ref then blows for holding on, which obviously he was doing because he had no choice. That's yeah, because Tiprek was over the ball immediately. As yeah, if, that, that's, the, that's the point where Khaleesi's supposed to be running up to the ref and obviously with all due respect, saying, ref, like, you can't dive on the guy. Please, you've got to check that. Like, have, look at the replay. Like, that was an illegal steal. We're right on our own line. This is a game-changing moment. You've got to have a look at this. You know, I know yeah. you weren't there at the moment, but like, show you the lines. Put pressure on the guy. Like, throughout the game, you've got to be in his ear, you know, just sowing that seed of doubt that maybe the Welsh, the Welsh players are doing something wrong that he needs to look at. Because otherwise, really, what are you doing as the captain? And then the void that Khaleesi left was being filled, filled by Familin, because he was the one who's shouting at the ref. And at one point, even, even Grill ran over from the midfield and got a talking to by the ref because he was calling for a yellow card. But... Yeah. It's not the ref who's supposed to take Creel and say, look, if you run over and say yellow card, you'll be the one getting a yellow card. Khaleesi's supposed to be the one running over and saying, Jesse, back away, and then turning to the ref and saying, okay, but fair enough, that was a bullshit call. We need to talk about this. Like, why are you blowing it this way? Like, why is that okay? Can we do that as well now? You know, just being that obnoxious captain that bullies the ref into doing the right thing. And he was just nowhere. Like, it was, yeah, it was really bad as a captain. It was really bad by Khaleesi. And then there's that shot, shot of fucking Vermeulen on the earphones to the to the yeah. coaching box. Is yeah, that, that's not allowed. Huh? Uh, I'm, I'm not, but yeah, he came off like five minutes later. Like it was five minutes Ru- later and flow was on. Well, Rassi's thing with the lights wasn't allowed. You know, when he was trying to like use the yeah. lights to <laughs> signal and stuff. So then yeah, but... definitely like miking the guy up's not allowed, huh? It's weird though, because it's a bit like the... That Serena Williams um, call the other day where she was taking coaching from the booth. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. And it sparked like, quite a big debate around people being like, well, why, why can't your coach give you advice like during the game? And her coach is like, every coach does it. It just... Yeah. <laughs> the players never actually see it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's an interesting question. I actually... I, I think that for a team... For, a, for an individual game like golf or tennis or whatever... I think that the, it should be on the players. Like once you enter the arena, your yeah, training like, is done. Like you have to not carry it. And but I also think that for a 
a team game where there's like the dynamics at play, then you need to have a direct line between at least the coach and the captain. Yeah. No, but but, they, but, but that normally happens when like the water because the water boy guy comes on. Can I just say, the tea guy for South Africa looks weirder and weirder every week with like the <laughs> moustache and the peroxide hair. Like, who is this guy and why does he look so weird? Like, okay, yeah. but, but, but surely he can deliver any message that why does Dwayne need to get mic'd up? Yeah. Yeah. Surely this, this guy could have given the tea to Pollard, then gone to Dwayne, delivered the message. Like, why does he need to talk to Rossi, if you know what I mean? Yeah, that it was, it was weird. It's, uh, look, it, to be honest, it, it is something that should, probably should be looked at. I think World Rugby should probably investigate. Yeah. If it's not allowed, then they need to ask, like, why was this happening? Well, I, I figured I, I would have... Well, actually, I wouldn't have. But I would be interested to hear to hear what the Welsh commentator said about it when that happened. Because yeah. obviously, I was... our, our, our guys are just fucking clueless, so they wouldn't know what to say. The Welsh, but... guys, the Welsh guys mentioned it, but they didn't, because I was listening... I was like, it was, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place between our guys or the Welsh guys. I went with the Welsh guys because it's at least the, de- the devil I'm, I'm less exposed to. Um, did, you, and, did you go with the drill to the ear option? Uh, um, it, okay, but they, they just briefly mentioned, they're like, they just were like, um, what's going on here? And then the shot was done, so they didn't really harp on about maybe, it. They uh, maybe they didn't know because I don't know if that actually is allowed. But you think if it one... would be allowed, you would see more of it, though. Um, I was just going to ask Ambrose Papier, what did we think of his performance? I thought he was good. Def- he's definitely our second best. <laughs> yeah, I haven't sales all to that, that's for sure. I think I think he knows his own game better than Ivan Van Sale. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Papier yeah. sort plays of plays to his strength. Yeah. Van Sale seems to play to... What read a prior strengths or something because <laughs> definitely not his own strengths. So. Yeah, I don't think he knows himself. Um, just, uh, he hasn't spent six months on the bench thinking about himself before he before he's had a run on. That's maybe the problem. Overall, maybe maybe to be a good scrum off, you've got to spend a, uh, an entire. It's, tour it's a pity though, because when Junchies came on, the back line was looking a bit slicker already, like yeah. it normally does. But then. Then Papier went off, and it just kind of killed all that momentum. I hear you. I kind of I agree with you. <laughs> also, that that screw up with Dianti. Also, Janchi's knocked on the ball, and then the ref never blew his whistle, but Janchi's immediately gave up. And yeah, that gave yeah. the Welsh that, that, was, that, that was free kick down the field. Yeah, we it went was, playing to the whistle. Yeah, there was like our players all stopped, and Janchi's got smashed like that though afterwards because you could see he went like limp, like he thought yeah. the whistle had blown, and the refs like, oh no no, um, advantage, and then Janchi's just got smashed and they yeah. kicked the ball down the field. Yeah, yeah schoolboy error though. Yeah, yeah, it was Janchi. well played by the ref, I think, but uh, uh, very very rookie mistake by the box. I was a bit disappointed David Willems came off no, so late. But I've, normally, if you knock on, regather, then there's no advantage straight away. Yeah, but he didn't regather. He didn't. What he should have done was regathered and held it. He just sort of knocked on, regathered, and then just let it go. Yeah. So then, if, if he had, so if he hadn't, if he hadn't released it, then advantage would have been over. But the ref was actually quite on the ball to look at him and see that he wasn't playing to the whistle, and was just giving up the ball. 
So there actually was still an advantage there yeah, for, the well, for the Welsh. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I think it was fine by the by the ref. It was just very. Yeah, it wasn't a mistake by the ref, but it was yeah, it was it was a mo- it's, it's a blemish on what uh, Jankies actually had. A, I'll give him credit. He had a good game. Besides that, blemish. I, I think the the best summary of the Springbok performance was Adam said at the beginning it was tired. It was it was uh, just. Oh. Well, that's the I thing. Think, like the, end of, the end of your tour is to us what the the junior internationals is to the European teams, and they always they always kind of excuse their poor performances as oh it's the end of a long season fatigue, and they're yeah. traveling or whatever. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how true that is in the modern era. Like you would really expect teams to be a little bit more professional about the way they manage their time and their players. But it certainly did seem like the whole Springbok team had a bit of, like, half their mind was already on what they were going to do with their last week of holiday overseas. No, it'd be interesting to see um, squad rotations for if there's going to be any enforced resting of the Springboks for Super Rugby next year. Oh, God, that's a nightmare. For because like, like, yeah, from a fantasy perspective, they just, yeah, like, they just need to be open. they just need to be open about it. And just be very clear about who's resting, when are they resting, like... And I know that it's, it's obviously, it's a bit obnoxious of us to expect that they would, you know, give us that clarity just for fantasy purposes, but it would uh, just be nice, like, because remember with the Chiefs last year, they said... Jesus, where the Chiefs were like, no, fuck you. And they yeah, just, and then they, they rested at like the last minute, and, and I think Phil almost got screwed over because he traded for Damien McKenzie, like, the week before he got rested. Yeah. I'm but, always happy if Phil... Uh, get screwed over. But the, also thinking about fantasy, how? Oh, uh, because the Bulls, he's the champ. Eh? The, the Bulls. Adam, I, Alex, I, I, I'm, you, not do, do you, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Wait, I'm not done. No, I'm saying this. No, I'm just saying how did the Bulls end up? What? No, no, no. <laughs> Are you, you're not interrupting me this time. Not this time. Okay. You guys, Adam's you guys, putting his foot down. You guys just walk all over me. I'm over this. Okay. <laughs>
RKO. If you if you win draft, Adam, yeah. I'll I'll acknowledge that you won draft. And if ben, and Ben, if you uh, are above me, uh, you can give me. You could do the running order for an entire episode. The episode can be on whatever you want. Sorry. That sounds like, that sounds, that that sounds like a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. That's exactly what Ben doesn't want. Ben does not want responsibility. Uh, okay, all right. I'll... <laughs> it's like it's like Rassi saying to Vili Larue, like, "Yo, Vili, you can invent some backline moves if you don't uh, eat all your peas or whatever." Like Vili's like, "Fuck, I don't do that shit. Like, I do what I want." <laughs> Vili's like the jazz musician of jazz musician of backlines. He's just all improv. Um, okay, before before we wrap this up, just a very quick overall. If you had to grade the Springboks, I'm not getting back to serious since I'm being I'm being allowed to talk now because Ben isn't interrupting me. Okay, uh, if you had to give the Springboks any of your tour a grade out of 10, uh, what would you give it and why? In a very brief sentence. Uh, ben, let's start with you. Sorry, am I allowed to talk? Yes, you are allowed to talk. Uh, thank you for asking. <laughs> you, you hold, you hold um, the speaking thank- punch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I hold the trust stick. Um, I would give it a four and a half out of ten. Oh, why? Because um, lots of things went wrong. Mm. We won the games. We won. We won very narrowly, and we we could have easily lost four on this end of your tour. We could have probably just as easily won four. And coming up to the World Cup, you want guys who can close out tight games. We didn't really close out those tight games. Um, I don't think our, our our scrum was all right. I think our mall was incredibly disappointing. I think we scored one mall try the entire four games. I don't know how many attempts we had, but I would say about twenty. Yeah, pretty much. Which which, which really isn't good enough. Um, I don't think our selection is quite right in the back three, uh, not in the back three in the in the loose trio. Like I, I still I still don't think. The balance is there. Um, we've exposed... There's some proper weaknesses we have under the Northern Hemisphere highball kicking game, whatever you want to call it. And I can't really see a season of Super Rugby sorting those out because that really isn't how Super Rugby plays. Um, positives. Um, okay. I think Pollard's co- coming into his own a bit. I think... Um, and I like the Deant- and the Junchies Pollard... 10-12 combination and I think our, our front row and our locks are good Yeah. Okay. so that's how I justify my four and a half that's a really long sentence but uh, I used uh, a lot of commas Adam yes I, I will take it uh, Alex yeah one semicolon four and a half feels a, I don't know That's maybe I'm just desensitized to <laughs> I would say five Maybe five and a half because I really felt like we should have won the England game. Yeah, we should have. That was um, our best performance of the tour, and we lost. Yeah. Um, so, like in my mind, we we're not three out of four because we did fuck it up. But it's like I feel like we're two and a half out of four games, not two out of four games. If that makes sense. At the same time, the only games we won were the easy ones, the Scotland and France games, which really ought not to have ever been in doubt. Yeah, I, I think overall, the reason I'll go 5.5 out of 10 is because I feel there's more positive than negative. Um, and I feel like we're on an upwards curve. 
which is overall like I feel like we we dropped off since the rugby championship, which was also in a way a drop off since the England tour. But year to year, we're in a better place than we were this time last year. Um, and I think that we are we're like one or two players and maybe a couple of form upticks away from being I think the fourth best team in the world behind New Zealand Ireland who are tied at the moment I think don't say it don't say it Alex don't say it and Namibia Uh, (laughs) 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 oof (laughs) no but I think like I think Wales are better than us at the moment Um, I think we're a better team than England I think we're a better team than Australia. We're, we're better than France. We're better than Scotland. We're better than Argentina. I do think Wales are better than us. But I think on paper... Sorry, sorry Ben, I can is, hear you. Is through. that Ben just like stroking up? <laughs> yeah. Time. Uh, I'm going to stop calling in time, Alex. You, you got to okay, stop right Okay, sorry. 5.5 out of 10. I'm going to leave it at that. No, it was, but, it was um, a good year, but not a great year. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll go next since I called you in time. I was going to say 5.5. Um, I think Ben summed it up pretty well after going rogue. That, which which irritates me because he had a lot of the good points even though he, he had took he was a lot yeah that's true uh, but uh, one I just Dianti um, I think maybe I'll look a little bit more towards next year I want to see David Willemser uh, get some more time I think he's a very much electric backline player Lustrio 100% I do think Vermeulen's our best 8 I do think he'll be better with a, a season of Super Rapi under his belt uh, particularly just match fitness wise as well. I was impressed with Scrum. Our top five's looking solid. Uh, Balambi's really stepping it up as uh, an impact side player. Even if he starts, I have no issue with him as well. Um, yes, 10-12. Yankees, Potter combo looking great. I do think we have a bit of an issue at 12 with DDA. He hasn't really sold. He had one really good game. He was solid against Scotland. Otherwise, uh, a bit meh. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hater of Jesse Creel um, as much as I used to. He's actually scored 12 tries. In 41 tests, which is no mug. Uh, uh, I, just, I, don't, I don't hate Creel, I just think he shouldn't be playing centre. He, he scored a try the second he was standing on the wing. Yeah. He yeah. scored a try. He wasn't a wing at the time, but he was standing there and if, he scored a if try. You look at, if you look at the tries Creel scores, they're wing tries, they're not centre yeah. tries. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 5.5, should have beaten England, good performance against Scotland, lucky against France, and Wales were better than us in the day, but I think at full tilt, and as Ben said, a few form upticks here and there, I think we're a better side than they are. Uh, that's, uh, I, I'll go 5.5. Um, and Chesson Colby, hey, yeah, he had a very good game. Uh, Matt, just uh, overall, your end of your tour? I'm going to say our score is a substitute 9 out of 10 because we found out who our spare bench number 9 should be in case of emergencies. Is that it? No. Look, everyone else has said everything else if I repeat everything else. So, yeah. No, for I, was me, gonna, the, I was going to ask you Scrum of the Week. Uh, we scrum of the Week? Yeah, who's We don't do Scrum of the Week. We no, do doing blame the game. game. The game, 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 game. No, but I want What we need to do is shore up our... Speaking of scrums, we need to actually establish who the fuck's playing loose head. Besides yeah. Kitsov. That's that's true. Uh, Thomas Dutoy that... <laughs> is currently loose head. Thomas Dutoy had a really good... His first scrum was a good showing. But yeah, beyond that... Who else? Argentina had a good scrum at one point, which was a throwback, and so did France. France also had a quite a one dominant scrum moment, so which is also a fun throwback. 
There were a lot of good throwback scrums this weekend. Okay, uh, alright, let's let's do our super brief picks. But as I said, I'd reveal in terms of the. Did you? Did Matt, Don't we? Matt and Ben. No, we'll do uh, we'll do our picks now. Now, did you guys play Super Brew on the uh, Facebook group? Group. Not not really. Uh, I, I, I played, but I wasn't in the group. Like yeah. I wasn't aware there was a group. It's good that I'm an admin, huh? Yes. I was gonna, well, Alex came second by yeah by 0.33 points. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. I was 23. Uh, I came fifth. So, uh, well, well, well done, Alex. And, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, no idea. Yeah, Alex, you're a bit soft there. And it's just me. Oh, sorry, I just said, I just had no idea. So, uh, oh. He's emotional. He's tearing up, Adam. He's choking <laughs> up. That's what really matters. Ben, you're sorry. You're going to say something about something that we might have forgotten? Or what? No. Oh. Okay, well, let's just do our super picks and, and then we're just going to do a quick preview. Um, who, 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 who won on the group? Oh, shit, there are no, there are no points. That's right. Uh, hey, what, which group, though? Oh, um, uh, Conky. Jesus. Conky won. Who? Conky. Oh. Oh, Conky. Cool, good fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't know how that's, if that's hard to pronounce, but well done, Conky, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, good one. Oh, yeah, there is no Super Brew. Uh, you guys yeah, I was going to say, what Super Brew picks are we doing? This? Uh, I was wondering why. There is, there is Brew 14, but that ship has sailed. I think the cheat is Well, yeah, we, we can't. The no, cheetahs one. Like oh yeah, we're gonna have to start talking about that again. Uh, uh, Argentina are playing the barbarians. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's on Superbrew. Yeah. No, it's not on Superbrew because I don't see in my upcoming okay. picks. I just see uh, next week's Pro 14 game. Who's called? I have a, who, who? Who's on the island this week? By the way, there were there was a bit of consternation. Uh, Alex, I see you picked um, a pick. I, I can't remember which one is correct. Though. You picked Apex. Yeah. The rest of them, you obviously didn't. Oh, uh, you picked Did whales. You? you and you and Ant. Ant, you traitor. Oh. You both picked whales. No, Ant said he didn't pick. Ant said he wanted to pick whales. He did. And then chickened out. No, no, he did. I saw it. Did he? He said yeah. he wanted to pick Fiji and then chicken. Oh, out. yeah. Oh, you see, yeah, that, that's that's a very easy claim to make. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, no, no, you I can't picked were last week, but I, I did definitely say on my super brand on Facebook that the that whales were going to win by six. And they, only, they won by nine, so I was pretty close. Well, how did we do uh, overall? Our record was shocking. Okay, we got 62, <laughs> 62% from 72. Uh, that's for the whole the whole spiel, um, unfortunately. We'd have to flip the, flip the Bitcoin. No. No, that's... The coin didn't decide any for us. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our weakness, not using the coin. Yeah, I'm just trying to bring up our performance. How did we end up so bad, though? Christ. Uh, we, we, didn't just, do, we, just we just don't know very much about rugby. Yeah, uh, round two. Uh, sure, yeah. we we just not very good at anything. It really. was round two that we threw it all away. Uh, that's when we got one, two, three. We got five wrong and three right. But this one, let's see, we got the Wales South Africa game wrong. We got Romania Uruguay wrong. And we got France Fiji wrong. Well, yeah, so, uh, it's not bad. Okay, other than Fiji, but. I think you have to echo um, Chris's point on Facebook. I think we just do we skew very south, yeah. so we we naturally at a, at a disadvantage for the end of year tour where we have this operating assumption that the teams we know more about are better, which is obviously not the case. Yes, yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, next week it's going to be our awards, 
episode. Uh, I have no idea what well, awards we're going to award. Tonight they announce the the actual awards. Well, oh, yeah, so well, that, yeah, this thing, is the, the other awards. Ignore, ignore, yeah, there. ignore those. Ignore the alternative awards. The actual awards will be announced <laughs> next week. Yeah, we uh, we haven't decided what we're going to award yet, but we'll figure that out during the week. And are, then are we, we are we are we going to have a, a pod member of the year? Um, yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to have a pod member of the year. That seems fair. Uh, no, maybe, maybe we should just have host of the year, because Matt's done a great job a few times. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you've blown the wind out of Adam's sails. You thought he was in for the shoe in there. <laughs> no, it didn't hurt at all. So, um... Do you know who's a good, I think, runner-up for host of the year? Is that one that Alex hosted? Yeah. <laughs> was that, <laughs> that was with you and Ben and Ant, I think. Um, three of you. A quick question: that Our awards, really our awards. We did, we did, we did cover Super Rugby earlier this year, right? Sorry, my mem- my memory's a bit fu- bit fuzzy. Uh, it's, it's just international. Just yeah, international. okay, it'll be end of year yeah, tour, uh, and we're just looking end of year tour rugby champs, and then okay. maybe include the June tour performances as well. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll, maybe we'll break it up, break it up. I mean, we're sessions. not retired like world rugby, so we're no. doing the full the calendar. Yeah, also you have the the award for the worst tackling technique by an English number ten. Huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the more hotly contested ones that mm. all the fans. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be doing a few uh, content specials. I know the transform transformation special that we have chatted about. We're definitely going to be doing it before the end of the year. Uh, we aim to bring you content every weekend. We might pre-record some of it to make sure that you have some rugby to listen to. When you're hungover, uh, for example, uh, after a heavy New Year's, we will be there to help you along with maybe me shouting. I do apologize. That was my composure a little bit earlier. It's uh, It's been a long week. But uh, Alex, thanks thanks for joining us. That's going to wrap it up. Thank you very much, Adam. As always, you're hugely appreciated. Thanks. But I, okay, never mind. Matt, thank you for joining us. I've got an update on current events. Uh, yes. Scientists have discovered a new ocean current off South Africa's coast, and this is April this year. It's oh, somewhere near Maddox. No, no, it's like published on the 9th of April. So a week late for that. Not a very good one. No, it's somewhere near <laughs> Madagascar. <laughs> April Fool's is no one cares about. They're like, oh, fuck Also, update. Benguela is the current that goes past Cape Town. Orgalis is the one that goes across the bottom, and Mozambique's the one that comes down. Okay. okay. Um, but th- thanks for joining us, apart from that amazing fact. Matt. If we're doing throwbacks, can, can I nominate London as the sporting capital of the world? Okay. I'm fine with that. London? London. London. Well, they've, hosted, London. they've hosted one or two Olympics, I think. Yeah, and uh, they've got Lords, they've got um, Twickenham, they've got Wembley, you know, three, <laughs> three of the biggest stadia in their respective sports, I think. And how many? They've got Wimbledon. And a, and a couple of football stadia. Stadia, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Matt, thanks, Matt. Right. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you. Pleasure, Adam. Yeah, there you go. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up now. Uh, ben, thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. Adam, I was joking. You're the best host we have. No, oh, jeez, no, I don't want that sake apology. <laughs> no, no, it's, seriously, Adam, it's a complete shit show when you're not around. Like we we spend like an hour and a half on the news, and then we just say the scores and stop. No, That's true. no, no I was, <laughs> but you're only just saying it now because you're guilty. You've hurt my feelings. It's more genuine than the apology I would give you if you won draft. 
Yeah, I think we'll never. Yeah, I'm never gonna have to give that apology. Yeah. Though, so or, 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 or Owen Farrell saying sorry uh, for his uh, tackling technique. He's in the running for that award, which is good. If you have been listening, thank you for joining us. We will be joining you next week, and we're going to be chatting uh, about awards. Thanks for listening. Should we just give it to George Ford? What? <laughs> no. 